Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3 of season 7 of the D1 Only podcast presented by TAP, Thoughts, Actions and Progress. My name is Eduardo Villalpando and I'm your host and I want to thank our sponsor TAP for making this possible. Also thanks to all the listeners for being here with us. Today we got ourselves a very special guest, Alexa Noel. Thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Perfect, thank you for having me. For sure. Alexa is originally from New Jersey and is an NCAA Division I student athlete at the University of Iowa. In her long, long year at Iowa so far, she was named an ITA All-American and Big Ten Player of the Year. She became the first player in program history to get both of those achievements. She was also a Big Ten Freshman of the Year, ITA Rookie of the Year, and many more accolades, but it will take too much time from the podcast to mention them all. So <laughs> I guess just congrats on a great career so far. Yeah, thanks so much. It's, um, it's crazy, honestly. I, You know, it's like tough to listen to, but... It's cool, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But did you expect to like dominate like you did this past year, or did that even surprise, or did you even like surprise yourself as you saw you were getting all these mad results? Um, I think that I focused a lot on like the process, as like cliche as it sounds. I just I think I I didn't really you know obviously I had goals and things I wanted to achieve, and being an All American was definitely one of them. But um. You know, honestly, every time I walked into a match, I never, I never thought about like, okay, like you have to win this match. I just, I, like I said, I just kind of took it step by step and, and looking back on it, I, I, I don't know if surprised is the right word, but I guess kind of just like, damn, like <laughs> you did it. So yeah, I, I guess it's a nice feeling to have. For sure. And what were some of your expectations going into your first year? And I don't know if you knew like kind of what to expect in college yeah I didn't really have any expectations just because going to college for me was super last minute and and you know I just didn't know what to expect I mean being in a consistent team environment and you know having the same nine girls around you every day it's it was something really new for me and I think it definitely did exceed my expectation and I'm happy that you know, I have that, um, under my belt and, and it was a good experience and it still is, um, just to kind of adapt to, you know, the different people you're around and, and, um, you know, your setting. I mean, you know, every, every weekend we're traveling to a different place or, or we're at home. Yeah. But it was just all really new, I guess is kind of the right way I'd describe that. So do you think all these new things happen to you like off the court? And what I mean by this, of course, like having having nine other girls like surrounding you at all times, like it has to be like completely different. I mean, that that happens, I think, to every every junior player who is transitioning to college. But how was that transition for you just in general of being in a team environment in such an individual sport like tennis? Yeah, it was really abrupt. I mean... I wouldn't say the first month or two of my freshman of my freshman year were easy, but um, I think it was just all kind of a learning experience and having older girls on the team because most of the team is is much older than me. It was um, good, you know, to have guidance and and just kind of like have them lead the way to really what college tennis is all about and. Um, Results aside, you know, I think that um, some of the girls really did just kind of, you know, put me in the right direction of 
how to be a good leader and and what steps kind of were needed to be taken to be successful and be a leader in college tennis because it is really different than being a junior and being on the circuit. I mean, you know, junior players, I'm sure, as you know, of course, junior players, pro players, ITF at both levels, it's just kind of you, your coach, maybe, maybe a parent and you're just traveling and, you know, everything's about you. And as soon as you get to college tennis, like, yeah, of course you, you'll have individuals and stuff like that, but you know, it really isn't all just about you. And I think that looking at it from that perspective helped my game, honestly. And do you think you matured more as a person this past year just because of that? Of it, that of the fact that it was not just you, but everyone else also? 100%. Honestly, I, I know a lot of people think that being in a team environment adds more stress and more pressure. But honestly, I feel personally that it took a lot of pressure off because I knew that, you know, it, even if I won, it, it, you know, it didn't, it wasn't the deciding factor of the match. It wasn't all put on me. And I felt like I could lean on a lot of different people, the coaches, um, my parents, my teammates, and just kind of everyone that supported me at Iowa. It just felt like there was a lot, my team expanded and it, it, really did alleviate me from feeling so much stress yeah so you were mentioning a little bit earlier in the episode that you like kind of there were some challenging things in the in your first two months at Iowa what what was the toughest thing you had to adapt to would you say um definitely the team aspect I think um and also probably the team aspect and living in the dorms um, no I no, I actually didn't live in the dorms because of COVID. Um, my coaches were pretty against me staying there, just okay. you know, COVID and and the bathrooms and the situation like that. But I guess I'd say the hardest thing was um, coming into a team that I didn't know very well when I committed, and and probably just kind of growing up and understanding that. Um, You know, talent can only take you so far, and I don't want to sit here and say I'm talented at all. I that's not what nah, I mean. Nah, stop it, stop it, stop it. Don't be no, humble. This no, is not a place like, to be I, humble. I this is not a place like to be humble. <laughs> but I think I, I really think that like I I've just learned that you know hard work is is the only way, and and being half in and half out only made me unhappy with myself and. And quite frankly, it made the people around me unhappy too. And, and I never, you know, I don't want that. I don't want my teammates being unhappy or, or myself for that matter. So I just, I, I think that coming into a team situation with girls that I, I didn't know very well and understanding that it takes more than just kind of showing up at practice. Nice. I think that's probably, probably what like changed Yeah, I like that answer, but next time, don't be so humble. Say, yeah, I'm talented. Fuck it. No. <laughs> so before we get into why you committed to Iowa and all their, uh, their recruiting process and everything, break down for me just how it was your year overall with COVID, like online school, which I know that's something you were kind of accustomed to from high school and uh -huh. doing Laurel Springs and things like that. Yeah, um, 
I think the COVID year was tough, but I think for me, it was not, not easy, but easier to handle than, you know, people that are sophomores, juniors, et cetera, just because I hadn't had the college experience. So I didn't know what I was getting into with, you know, the football games and the social aspect and all of that. So I think it was an easier transition for me just because I've, I've done online school for four, five, six years. And I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting to have this massive social life. So for me, it, you know, it was okay. And it was easier for me to deal with than I would say some of my teammates or some of my friends Okay, but just off the record, you did go out, right? A couple of times. Yeah, oh, of course, I went out, <laughs> but it was it was it was tough in the fall. <laughs> so you prefer you prefer significantly more the spring just because you're playing more, or do you prefer the fall? Uh, definitely the spring. Definitely the spring because I got vaccinated. We were able to play our entire season, and then by the time season ended we were out of COVID testing so we could hang out with each other and go out and you know all of that stuff it, it just became a lot easier because COVID wasn't such a massive deal yeah for sure so I don't know if you care to break down a little bit for the average fan I guess just what's the main difference between the fall season and the spring season because I was checking your schedule and you I, yeah. I don't think you guys competed at all during this during the fall right yeah we didn't at all um So I guess our fall just was training. It sucked. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you know how hard it is to just like train and you feel like you're just training for nothing. It's just this never ending training block. And I mean, I know I was just kind of like, geez, I'm just done with this. I'm ready to play. And it was taxing. But um, I think the fall, especially for a freshman, is kind of just where you learn and mature and kind of like get used to where you're at. But so we went from playing absolutely nothing to like three months of tournaments in a row starting mid January. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we didn't, we didn't get a weekend off until April. It was, it was absurd actually. I mean, I mean that's good. At least, at least you made up for what you missed during the fall, right? Yeah, But definitely. What, it, it was a lot of fun. What was your schedule like though during the fall? Because I mean, if you were doing like online school, that means that you were like practicing two hours in the morning, going to the gym, and yeah, you were at home. Or what were you doing? Yeah, so we would Mondays we would wake up super early, like six, seven, and go to the track great way to start the week that's brutal <laughs> yeah and then we do school we so our schedule was flipped we would do school in the morning and then practice in the afternoon um and then and then tuesdays thursdays would either be tuesdays and thursdays would either be lifting really early or lifting um kind of midday but we every every day consistently we had practice in in the afternoons from like one to four Okay, so do you prefer waking up early to track or to play tennis? <laughs> tennis, 100%. <laughs> so, uh, give me a word then to describe your first year in college. I'm sorry? Give me a word to describe your first year in college then. One word. Growth. Nice. Uh, so, 
Let's talk, I guess, about your decision to go to Iowa. So you were ranked number four in the world as under-18s, which basically meant you could have gone anywhere you wanted. How is it yeah. that Iowa came up at the top of your list? So um, it, it's a long story, but it was around the beginning of June, end of May, and I got really sick. I'd spent a couple a couple months down here in Florida just training and in quarantine and um, end of May I picked up tonsillitis, strep throat and mono all at the same time. It it was just absolutely terrible. I was really sick in the hospital going to the ER and I just I needed a break. I needed to go home and I went home and You know, COVID wasn't looking any brighter. And last year, I was going to kind of take the entire year to just focus 100% on pro events and starting out and increasing the ranking, all those things. And I just got cut short. And uh, I went home and talked to my mom. And one of my friends, we were were playing pickleball. And he asked me, so what are your plans? Like, do you are you going to go to college? And I told him, I was like, no, I mean, that was never really my dream, my goal. And I I went home and, and uh, I was like, mom, like my friends asked me like what I'm going to do. And she was like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) And and that's kind of how the conversation started. And, and I just, I guess I thought like, this might be a great opportunity to get some matches in and train and, you know, have a social life and do all those things that might have been cut short during my, you know, junior career. There's only so much you can hang out and, you know, play cards or, or just talk, you know, and, and I was so focused on winning during my, during juniors and ITFs that it was just extremely hard for me to like, want to go and like hang out with friends I just didn't have the luxury and and I'm grateful for that at the end of the day just because I think that I I wouldn't have been able to accomplish what I have if I was distracted or or my mind was in a different place but um anyway back on track I just was like you know maybe COVID is like my blessing in disguise to reset and train and play because my only focus at the time was playing matches and being on court and that's really the only thing I wanted to do and and I couldn't because there were no there were absolutely no tournaments from last March until you know a a minimum of of last December so that that's really where it started and and it just took off from there I think I committed in a week from when I started talking about it. Before we continue with another episode of the D1 Only podcast presented by TAP, we want to talk to you about our sponsor, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress, who provide the opportunity to any athlete around the world to build their own mental program. TAP, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress offers self-thought manuals focused on the athlete's mindset growth. They give athletes the opportunity to create their own mental program, and these are manuals adapted for different levels at an affordable price. Everyone go check out tapmindset.com as well as the Instagram page tapmindset for more information. Damn. And actually, I, I meant, I've always meant to ask this question to a person who actually did this 
do you regret it though? Playing all no. these junior events and basically having like not the average, like I guess social life that a teenager will have? Absolutely not. I I wouldn't. I would do it all over again, and I I don't regret anything. Definitely not. I mean, I think it was, you know, something that I'm really proud of, and I still look back on it. And certain moments and tournaments where I just I just feel proud, and and I think that at least for me. Like, I haven't, I, throughout my junior career, I never really felt, like, a sense of pride, like, in myself to be able to be, like, you did that, you know? And and I think that being away from playing juniors has, like, made me reflect and think back and be, like, wow, like, you were there and you accomplished that. So I think that, I mean, I personally, I think that the prize and the reward was way bigger than you know having an, a typical social life and for sure i i mean that i i mean that because that can that can happen at any moment in time that didn't have to happen when i was 16 that has happened in in the my last year of college and you know i like to think that i'm still young so i still have some years ahead to have friends and and let that be my focus but during my juniors was was not my time and and i i don't regret one minute of it for sure i love that and especially because i mean you're i mean you're just finished your freshman year in college and you sound like you have like of course as you do like all this experience that a regular 18 or 19 year old don't have just because you've been exposed to all these different cultures all these different tournaments like all these different people and things like that so so it's great to see that so congrats to you on that for sure yeah thank you so where do you feel your game is at right now and how do you think being at Iowa made you develop this way? Yeah, um, I feel confident. I, I feel pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm still recovering and, um, from my injury and, you know, I'm taking that as my first priority. But I think that by the time when I started the season in January and where I finished it, I grew a tremendous amount and I personally think that it had nothing to do with my tennis I think all of it has been mental and I believe that's been my biggest problem and biggest strength since I was a little kid and I feel like college and having people around me that you know could kind of look deeper into it and focus on it for an extended period amount of time really helped me understand who I am better and what I can do to improve my game. And that has just been my mentality. Okay. Okay. And I mean, from talking to you the past 20 minutes, I figured that you have always been more inclined to the athletics aspect of it than academics, right? Yeah. Uh, 100%. <laughs> so, okay. So what's harder than Laurel Springs or Iowa online school? Oh. God, definitely Laurel Springs. Really? Yeah, for sure. Because Laurel Springs, you literally, you don't have to have one meeting. You have to do nothing, like write a paper, do a quiz online. It, it's just, it's so much harder. Like, it, I mean, it, it's just so much harder. Like, just because, 
I, I don't know. Like, it, it's harder because I don't have to take the initiative to do it. Like, at, at school, <laughs> at Iowa, it's like, okay, you have a test at this time. It's proctored, and if you miss it, you're failing the class. Like... <laughs> Yeah, so that's like a little bit different than Laurel Springs it that they just, give you. It like... holds me. It holds me accountable. Nice. I mean, yeah, because I mean, I have heard that from a couple of people in Laurel, that did Laurel Springs that you have like the entire semester to do to do like one assignment, yeah, ser which is like crazy. Seriously, like you could end up in the first like three weeks of Laurel Springs, you could end up with 70 assignments due past due and it doesn't matter as long as you finish by the time the semester is over so <laughs> having to do 70 assignments in like two weeks is way harder than just actually doing it when it's supposed to be done and that is 100 why laurel springs will always be my biggest challenge <laughs> but i imagine that being at iowa <laughs> help you in terms of like time management right Yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't know if that's just specific to Iowa or, or every college, but I, I think that having to juggle class and training and doing all the right things in between has like helped me learn that things just need to get done and there's no such thing as procrastinating and things like that. So I, I think that it, it has really helped me being, I mean, You know, college athletes, like, you know how it is. We're, we're on the court for three hours or in the gym and then back to school and then homework. It, it is a lot to juggle, and, and it has helped me kind of understand that, like, things need to just get done when they need to get done. Do you procrastinate a lot? Um, depends on what it is. I, <laughs> school, yes, but <laughs> I think, I, honestly, I think that, like, whatever comes with my tennis it's like always the first thought on my mind and always the first thing that I take priority on so not my tennis so much but definitely my schoolwork. <laughs> so you're not you're not the type of girl going to study hall and spending like putting time in there right <laughs> no that doesn't that doesn't sound like me but <laughs> so I'll I'll make it up somehow No, nah, for sure. I mean, the fact that you're going doing so well in tennis, the teachers have to pass you for sure. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, something we really like to talk about in this podcast is just about mental health for student athletes. Yeah. And I know that I would like to touch on this specifically of what you were mentioning earlier, just about that a week that went by of not knowing what you were going to do with you in your future, like not knowing if you were going to go to college or just stay yeah. and basically do nothing until like tournaments reopen and things like that. So talk to me just a little bit about how tough was that mentally for you and just, I mean, I think I know it was just a span of a week, but just talk to mm -hmm. me because I imagine that overthinking ha happened a lot during like at night and things like that. So if you could share that, that would be awesome. Yeah. First, I just want to say, I think that, mental health is definitely overlooked in a lot of aspects, especially when it comes to college athletics. Um, everyone's kind of going through their own struggles of transitioning or trying to be a captain of a team or, you know, whatever the circumstances are, are in, you know, your own kind of story. So I think it's important to talk about. And, and personally during that week, um, it was, it was hard and, I don't say that lightly. I think that I was I was doing a lot of back and forth, just 
kind of asking myself, you know, if you go to college, like, are you taking a step back and are you selling yourself short of your dreams? And that was always kind of in the back of my mind subconsciously. It was a short period amount of time, of course, only a week, but it was just, it was consuming me. You know, every time I thought about Iowa, I was thinking about being a professional and, and I think a lot of college players or pro players that end up going to college or, or surpassing college ask themselves, if I go to school, will I not be able to be a professional afterwards? And that was, that was kind of my thought. I was like, okay, if I go to school, like, am I really just diminishing everything that I've worked for since I was 10, 11 years old? So, um, it wasn't easy. And I had a couple, you know, day ones that helped me through it and, and I'm happy and so thankful for that. But um, it's a long road and it's a long journey. And I think that at the end of the at the end of the day, you definitely have to just do what's right for you. And I don't want to say neglect what other people, you know, their input um, obviously depends on who you trust. But you, at the end of the day, know yourself best. And and I think I just kind of knew that I wasn't not necessarily ready, but it wasn't my time. And I was just unhappy. Like, I just, I just not even during that week, but, but before I was just kind of up in the air about if I really could be a professional. And, you know, I think I knew that I could, or that one day I would strive to be that, but self-confidence is, it's such a crucial thing. And I think it's probably the most important thing when it comes to being a professional athlete, collegiate athlete, you know, in any sport, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, like that, another cliche, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, like I, that's kind of the end of the road. And as much as I hate to say it, it, it's hard. So I just think that I was struggling before that and I needed to buy myself time. And I really did choose the best decision because I knew that regardless of if I felt the growth that I have now, looking back, if, if I would have felt that growth or not, I still would have had these nine months to really think about my future and what I wanted to do. And, and having pot- potentially say I didn't want to be a pro, which of course I do. And that's what I'm going to work towards um, this fall. And honestly, the rest of my tennis career, but say I didn't want to be a pro ending in May, I could have just been like, Hey, I want to finish my degree. And that would have been fine, too. So I, I think that, you know, mental health is definitely a challenging topic to talk about. And it is neglected. And um, I'm, at the end of the day, just happy of my decision. But it wasn't easy. And the, the constant going back and forward of can I be a pro if I go to school was lingering in my head for not only that week, but probably up until January. And I think that's a direct correlation to my self-confidence. So would you you say you started focusing on the importance of mental health during the span of this week? Or since your junior circuit days, you were already like aware of this? 
Um, I think that personally, I understood how important mental health was, not necessarily for everyone, um, just because I wasn't really exposed to it, but I knew how important it was to me. And I know that when I'm unhappy, I cannot get things done and I can't accomplish the things that I want to because I'm not in the environment that I want to be in or I'm unhappy with anything really. And I just think that I didn't really understand that as much as I wanted to at the during those first two months of my freshman year during August, September, a little bit October, I just, I didn't get it. And I was just like, why, why is this happening to me? Why, why, you know, I thought this was a good decision. Why don't I feel content with it? And, um, something in January, just, I think January is really, really where I took it into my own control. Like something clicked for me and I was just like, you know, I don't want to be unhappy and I really need to just lock in and whatever you choose to do, just do it to your hundred percent. And I think that's kind of January was really when I understood that my mental health is what's going to make me or break me. And, and it's so important. And I know, like I said, everyone goes through their own struggles, but um, I, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, it's, it's the most important thing because that's what helps me be motivated and inspired and not procrastinate. And it's just kind of like a spiral effect. Once you're happy, I just feel like I was able to accomplish a lot more than I would have been able to if I was just kind of on the edge. I, I love that. And especially the, the fact that you just finished your freshman year and you're aware of all these things. It's awesome and shows how mature you are. So big props to you on that. That's awesome. And also shout out. I, li I like what you said earlier. Shout out to all the day ones out there, because I think that people don't understand how important it is, not only for athletes, but just people in general to have like a good support system. And basically that the people who you surround yourself with is the, the way they make you who you are. So that's great. Yeah, so, they do. 100%. So, I think you're an absolute product of your environment. And I'm, I'm happy that I, I do have a couple <laughs> ride or dies that have pushed me through. And, and it, that's another, I mean, we, I could <laughs> go on and on about that. It's important to put yourself in, in good situations and around good people. So, yeah, that's great. So are you an overthinker or not? 100%. So for like 6 a.m. on a Monday running track, are you overthinking? Are you still sleepy or are you clearing your mind or do you just want practice to end? <laughs> 6 a.m. on a Monday, I'm thinking about probably if I should eat before this track workout because halfway <laughs> through it, I'm going to be starving. No, but let's say you're halfway through the workout. <laughs> Halfway through the workout, what am I thinking about? Yeah. Uh, how much longer? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I like that. <laughs> That's great. So this is the last segment of the podcast episode presented by Tab. It's called the D15. It's basically just five rapid fire questions. You got to answer them as fast as you can. Okay? Okay. Okay. New Jersey or Iowa? <laughs> That's a terrible first question. 
It's so hard. Hello? Come on, you gotta give me something. Uh, Iowa. Athletics or academics? Athletics. 100%, eh? <laughs> Oh, yeah, no hesitation. <laughs> Favorite college memory so far? Um, beating Nebraska at home on senior day. Most listened artist at the moment? Drake. What's your favorite Drake song? Furthest thing. Other than tennis related, what profession would you like to attempt? Ooh, ooh. Track. Really? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's For great. Sure. Actually, I meant to ask you, you, you don't rep New Jersey that hard. I, I, th I thought you, were, you would talk more about New Jersey, but I see that you don't like it as much, huh? No, I love it. I love it. I just think that being in Iowa and being in, in a college town, it's, it's a lot of fun. Obviously, I love being at home, and, and, and my town is beautiful. It's just that, like, I, I don't live there, you know? Yeah. So it's hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm a Jersey girl. I mean, I am because I have grown up there, yeah. but I moved away when I was young. And I, I like I bounce around from being at home. So it's hard for me to be like straight New Yorker, straight Jersey girl. But, I, you know, I'll take pride in that. I, I own it. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jersey. I've actually been there once. I went to... Or was it? I think there's like a university there, Monmouth, I think. Yeah, it's like long... Oh, okay. It's like yeah. Long Branch, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little further away from me, though. Yeah, I've been there and I've been to Harrison as well. Cool places, to be honest. Cool oh, places. cool. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I got for you today, Alexa. Thank you so much for taking the time and for keeping 100 with me. This was like a great conversation, not only about collegiate athletics, but about life in general. And I'm... I'm really thankful for you and for to come here and basically share all your experiences because i'm sure they're they will be put to use for like an incoming freshman or for a student athlete or something like that so thank you so much for that yeah thank you thanks so much for having me I had a good time and it's it's always fun to kind of share your own experiences and your own thoughts so like i said thanks for having me it's been fun Yeah, for sure. Also, thanks to all the listeners for tuning in to another episode of the D1 Only Podcast presented by TAP, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress, and see you guys next time.